Hi, boys and girls. This is Ms. Kathy. I'm so happy you've joined me today for another story just for you. Do you ever feel left out like your friends want to be with someone else instead of you? What if you really needed those friends to help you solve a mystery? Chris and Maria discover an old safe in their grandparents' basement, but no one knows the combination. Who gave the money to build the cross above Mill Valley? Chris and Maria think the answer is inside the old safe. As they follow the clues, Chris learns some important lessons about friendship and jealousy, and about being a Christian. Chapter 3 The Cross on the Hill What makes you think Great Grandpa donated that money? Chris asked, staring at his sister. We've only found these few things and nothing that says Great Grandpa Archer had anything to do with the cross. Chris could tell Maria was getting really excited about something. She stood up and paced back and forth, thinking hard. I just know he did, but how can we prove it? I wish I could remember, she muttered. Remember what? Chris asked. He was sitting cross-legged on the floor with the wooden statue in his lap. I wish I could remember where I saw that picture of great-grandpa without a beard. Chris shook his head. That won't help us any. Maria dropped down on her knees in front of Chris. It might help. I remember that he was standing beside the cross. Maybe there's a clue in the picture. We'll just have to find it. Even if there isn't a clue in the picture, if the picture was taken 50 years ago, that would prove something. That would be about the same time the cross was built. Chris finally agreed. If you say you saw that picture, I believe you. After all, it's our only clue. Keeping out the statue Chris had found and Maria's handful of pictures of great-grandpa, they quickly repacked everything they had taken out of the boxes. Grandma was just putting her photo albums back in the cupboard when Chris and Maria got upstairs. Grandma put her finger in front of her lips and pointed toward the sofa. Yo-Yo was asleep, so Maria tiptoed into the living room and whispered to Grandma, "'Can I look at those photo albums before you put them away, Grandma?' "'Yes, dear. Did you find anything interesting downstairs?' Maria nodded. She gave Chris one album, and she took the other two. Then they went into the kitchen. I found these old pictures, she told Grandma, pointing at the handful she had brought up from downstairs and set on the table. And I found this, Grandma, Chris said, holding out the statue. Oh, yes, Grandma exclaimed. A friend of your great-grandpa's carved that for him many, many years ago. I had forgotten all about it. Your great-grandpa Archer was proud of his name, and that's why his friend thought of carving an archer. A long time ago in Europe, people didn't have last names. Then people started using the name of their occupation. That's how names like Mason and Baker and Archer came to be in use, Grandma explained. Chris carefully set the Archer on the counter. It sure is neat, he said in a whisper. Grandma smiled. She was watching the expression on Chris's face. You may keep it if you wish, she said. Of course, you would have to take special care of it. I'm sure your great-grandpa would have wanted you to have it. Chris was thrilled. I'll take very good care of it, Grandma. Thank you. And you may keep those pictures you found, Maria. And kids, you're welcome to go through that stuff down in the basement any time. But don't take anything unless you ask permission first, okay? Maria and Chris nodded in agreement. Now, what are you two looking for? Grandma asked. She went around the table and stood behind Maria. Chris joined her. Well, Maria said, I thought I remembered a picture of great-grandpa where he wasn't wearing a beard. He was standing beside the cross up on the hill. The one Pastor Hill told us the town is planning to have an anniversary celebration for. Oh, yes, the pastor told me about it. I wonder who donated the money to build it. Maria glanced sternly at Chris out of the corner of her eye. Chris knew she was trying to tell him not to say anything, and he wasn't going to breathe a word of it to anyone either, at least not until they had more proof. 
I suppose Pastor Hill's talking about the cross made you remember the picture you are looking for, Grandma said. She went over to the stove and turned on the rear burner under the tea kettle. Would you like some hot chocolate? Yes, Chris said. Please. Thank you, Grandma, Maria said. Then when Grandma turned around, she waved for Chris to sit down beside her. You look through that album, she told him. Chris pulled the photo album to him and opened it up. He studied each and every picture. There were hundreds of them, he guessed. Maria finished looking through her first album and opened another one. By the time Chris closed his album, the tea kettle was whistling. He waited for Grandpa to shut it off, but she never came into the kitchen. Finally, he went over and turned it off himself. He stood there for a minute, looking around. "'What's the matter, Chris?' Maria asked. "'Notice how dark it's gotten?' Chris said. Maria looked around as if she hadn't noticed anything but the photo albums in the past 15 minutes. "'So?' And where is Grandma? She didn't even hear the tea kettle whistling. Maria scooted her chair back and stood up. She pointed toward the counter. And she's not the only one that's missing. Chris looked at the counter, right at the spot Maria was pointing. My statue! It's gone! Chris searched everywhere in the kitchen. Maria even helped some. But a quick search told him the statue was nowhere to be found. What could have happened to it? Chris asked, stomping his foot. It was right here just a minute ago. I don't know, Maria said, and where is Grandma? Chris shrugged again. She must be in the house somewhere. Well, if she were in the house, I don't think she would have left the tea kettle whistling like that, Maria said. Going to the back door, Chris opened it and looked around the backyard. She's not out here. When he got back to the kitchen, he shook his head. I don't know where she went. Let's check on Yo-Yo, Maria suggested. She and Chris went into the living room and found Yo-Yo still asleep on the sofa, but no Grandma. I don't believe she just disappeared, Maria said. I don't think so either, Chris murmured. Let me check down the hall. He checked Grandma and Grandpa's bedroom and the spare room. Maria was waiting on the sofa beside Yo-Yo when he got back. She's not in the house anywhere, he told Maria. Maria looked worried. This is scary, she said. Suddenly, something banged against the front door, and Chris nearly jumped out of his shoes. See what it is, Maria told him. Chris gave her a doubtful look. I, I don't know. He let out a breath of air and started forward. When he got to the door, he turned the handle slowly and opened it an inch at a time. Then he threw the door open all the way and jumped outside. Let me help you, Grandma, he said, reaching for the big box she was trying to get through the screen door. Thank you, Chris. I was hoping to be able to bring this box of clothes inside by myself. I guess I'm not as strong as I used to be. After the box was inside, Grandma sat down to rest. Phew, she said. Mrs. Williams sure had a load of clothes for community services. Maria let out a long sigh of relief herself. We thought you had disappeared, Grandma. Oh, no, I just stepped out for a minute to speak to Mrs. Williams and bring in this box of clothes. I think your imaginations must be working overtime. Huh uh Grandma, Chris argued. What about my statue? My statue is missing. Come here, I'll show you. Grandma went into the kitchen with Chris. It was right here, Chris said. On the countertop. Now it's gone. Chris pointed at the countertop. The story you have heard today is a chapter of The Shoebox Kids, Book 4, The Missing Combination Mystery, written by Eric Stoffel, edited and created by Jerry D. Thomas, and used with permission from the Pacific Press Publishing Association. If you're interested in any other books published by the Seventh-day Adventist Church, please visit AdventistBookCenter.com or call 1-800-765-6955.
This podcast is a production of the Carolina Conference of the Seventh-day Adventist Church.